Welcome to the City Life Lansing podcast. You are loved, you belong, and you have a unique purpose from God. You can connect with us at citylifelansing.com. You belong here. Here's today's message. Hello, everyone. We're here because of one name that's on the screen behind me, Jesus. Today is titled, Jesus, My Peace. There are three things that could be helpful, but I pray today that we're able to push past understanding. First would be seek first Jesus, one, two, give all to Jesus, give it all to Jesus, three, receive Jesus's peace. Matthew 6, Jesus, he gives us, look at the title before I read it. He gives, the the header for the CSB puts it this way, um, for the section, which is not in the early manuscripts. So this is added later for emphasis for us to understand and break it off as addresses of where to be, to locate and understand what's happening in this particular section. And it says, the cure for anxiety. Now, On any given day, in any given moment, you could experience anger at 10 a.m., 10.30, be happy, 11 a.m., be hungry, and feel that you're on a roller coaster, and then the roller coaster is so complex because you realize the ride is not something you're on, the ride's in you. What's going on in me? So it's not a switch that it's either on off. We're human beings that are very complex, a spectrum that we're always moving in one particular direction at all given times. There's a lot going on inside of us. And we don't know when certain things are gonna trigger emotions, uh, are gonna be pleasurable or unpleasurable. And it's hard, the journey of life. But Jesus has a way of framing it and making it simple to say, yeah, yeah. The roller coaster, the anxiety, the fear, the anger, depression, the hurts, the sorrow. I'm with you. And I have thoughts that are past your thoughts. I have understanding that is past our understanding. And now, that is not, disclaimer real quick, Should you understand? Yes. Should we have thoughts? Absolutely. Should we have reason? Yep. We're going to go to Jesus and see how he frames the cares of the day for us. Each day that we have on this roller coaster. So we experience pain throughout life, but we, in the midst of pain, can also experience God. And I think that is one of the most polarizing contrasts. It's easy to believe that we experience God when everything's okay. I saw a tweet this week, um, King James, which is not on the level of King Jesus, but King James is uh, LeBron James. And LeBron James said uh, there was just, sometimes on Twitter it doesn't give context what people are fully feeling. You just throw out a one-liner and he says, uh, I'm feeling alone, dot, 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 or something. 
And I, who knows if that meant the playoffs in his life. And then somebody else put, yeah, but you're alone with a billion dollars and I'm alone by myself. <laughs> but the principle is true. Yes, to be, uh, they're alone by themselves. And they were alluding to not having money and he's alone with resources. You had to pick one, which one you picking? I'm picking alone with resources. But as you hear the story unfold time and time again, if we can learn anything from uh, abundance is it doesn't fulfill and it doesn't cure the, the turmoil of the soul, period. So when Jesus shows up on the scene, he's teaching us, he's teaching us completely different. Matthew 6, Sermon on the Mount. We looked at some of Matthew 5 last week and here's Jesus's invitation for us today for anxiety doubt, worry, fear, cares of the world. He says, therefore, I tell you, don't worry about your life. What you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you will wear, isn't life more than food and the body more than clothing? Consider the birds of the sky. They don't sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you worth more than they? Can any of you add one moment to his lifespan by worrying? And why do you worry about clothes? Observe how the wildflowers of the field grow. They don't labor or spin thread. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon had all the riches in all of his splendor was adorned like one of these. If that's how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, won't he do much more for you? Oh, you of little faith. So don't worry saying, what will we eat? Or what will we drink? Or what will we wear? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided for you. Therefore, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And let's inch along in some of the thoughts that Jesus is placing before us. He's framing in our life. God knows our needs. And there's a difference between need and want. I want things that God might not have for me. And that's what coveting can be or being discontent. It's focusing on what I don't have instead of being thankful on what I do have. You've heard the phrase, like, the grass is greener wherever you water it. And then we could go far and say, well, it'd be nice to have grass. But there's something. And I've seen this and experienced this, not just learned it, but I've watched people go through unthinkable pain and still praise or give thanks. And it wasn't, it wasn't just theory. It was intangible. Jesus is so challenging to all the scholars and the teachers of the day because he's not just giving them an X's and O's and a game plan. 
He's saying there's something past everything you experience that your divine creator always is thinking about you more than all of the other things he has into order. So as we think of the cares of the day, often it's associated with what's material, what we can touch, see, feel, smell. And as we enter Jesus's class and continue to let him teach us, he's like, wait, no, no, no. Don't worry about that. It's not that he's distant in a way that he doesn't care or isn't involved. He's saying what I am and who I am and what my kingdom is and what you have with God passes what you can buy. And this is catalytic. This is insert every word because there's not going to be a word today or a phrase that I can even convey to communicate something that is only meant to be experienced. Jesus is ultimate at teaching, ultimate at order, ultimate at embracing our intellect. But the whole essence of faith is that there's something beyond what we see. There's something beyond what we can buy. That the volatility and the turmoil of our human condition, our soul longs for something more that is, can be met with the peace of God. Now, is pain real? Absolutely. And you can tell somebody about pain, but once you experience it, if you watch the videos, the man flu, <laughs> there's, this, there's videos where if a guy gets a flu, he just, you know, becomes the most high-maintenance patient of all time. And the girl's like, you know, if they've had a child, comparing the flu to childbirthiness. And then trying to explain childbirthing to somebody, and then we start ranking pain. Now, I haven't had a child. Um, Crystal, by faith, she's so scared of needles. Get this. Her pain tolerance is so low, absolutely so low. She would admit that. But through faith, because she hates needles so much that she decided to not get any, any pain medication while having the children other than the twins, because you had to, C-section. Why? Because she experienced, she had faith, or just, I hated that more, but she has a story of pain that's far superior than most of my days. <laughs> most of my days. But no matter what pain we've all had, when you experience it yourself, it's still real. And God's not discounting any of our pain. He's not some off in a distance God that doesn't get it. We have a high priest that sympathizes with our weakness, that understands every temptation we face, who gets pain at the deepest level. He took the wrath for all of our sin, all evil, all mankind forever. This starts to then frame how we can see Jesus. Can I trust him with my pain? Because in material of today, what we want to do is we want to escape. Come on, I want to escape. I grew up where every headache you get is met with ibuprofen. I learned later that you shouldn't take ibuprofen on an empty stomach. I thought I was going hard. Go hard or go home. Silly. 
Why? Oh, did you start? Because what happens is we start to cope and medicate. I use that as a silly example. It's ibuprofen. But what Jesus is saying, we all will have needs. We all will have anxieties. We all will have things we face. We will all have ups and downs. We'll have wants and desires. But look to God first. Seek first God, his kingdom, and his righteousness. So this is a big claim. Don't think of Jerome today. Well, I don't have this figured out. That's why it's a daily thing. <laughs> if we notice, Jesus says, therefore, verse 24, don't worry about tomorrow. What would that imply? So if it says, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow will worry about itself, each day has enough trouble of its own. So he gives us a framework. All right, 24 days, 24 hours in a day. So let's continue this thought. Jesus, if you said, I don't have to worry about tomorrow, well, then you better be able to handle my worries of today. So if you can handle my worries of today, what can I bring to you? Well, I have desires uh, 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 for clothes. I have uh, payments. I have job. I have all these things. We, we, it's knocking on our door all the time. So what is, what is he saying? Well, I think a very helpful passage would be Philippians 4, verse 6. Don't worry about anything. This also means today. But in everything, through prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Think of that. Present your request to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. This is why intellect's not enough. So I was waiting for this moment because at the very beginning when I said past understanding, there were some people in the crowd that were instantly like, yep, I knew it. I knew it. It's just church is just all about the feels, man. We never open the word. We never get to the word. We're just, you know, the church is all about the word. But the church is all about the feels. Can God handle your pain? There's a thing called lament. There's suffering. There's grief. There's sorrow. And then God's word teaches us, though, that at the end of the day, everything I understand, I need a peace that's past my ability to get the understanding in me. This isn't some Bible study. Like, oh, here's a word for you. Oh, that's in Philippians 3. And I'm so passionate about this because at the end of the day, this is kind of how we want to check the box and move on. You know, I was thinking as we're getting ready to, we'll travel this summer. You'll hear more about it this weekend uh, or next weekend. We'll get some training. We'll go, you know, be in a sabbatical. It'll be beautiful. There'll be a lot of great leaders. The greatest team ever is here. Uh, you're in great hands. And, and, our, and we'll do deeper soul work to come back. It, it, we're in year seven of the church plant. We'll come back. And it's going to be a beautiful time as God continues to love this city and the 517 in the world one life at a time. It will be beautiful. It will be awesome. Uh, hopefully you'll miss us. And we'll talk more about that next week. But, but as we think through that, and I I was telling our team, there's certain things that if the phone calls and somebody's in a life or death situation, there's not a Bible verse you can give them. Well, how so? Okay, Jesus showed up, Lazarus, sleeping but dead. Everyone's weeping. And we read the shortest Bible verse in, the, in, in all of the scripture. It said, Jesus wept. Two words. Is that a Bible verse you read or is that something you experience and do? He wept. So that's not something I can know. So when I go to this place and somebody's crying and they're at the end of their life, I'm going to come there and I'm going to cry on command. It's called acting. How did Christ have something in us, in him? He, under, he had so much compassion, the passion of Christ. He wept because he's human like us. He gets your fears. He knows your pains. 
but he's God that we can trust him. This is powerful. Because then we say, okay, I have a lot of worries. I have a lot of, and, and, and Christianity is not a claim that says you won't worry. It says in the midst of worry, you can exercise faith and you can pray and it won't always change your situations, but God can give you peace which changes your posture and how you're positioned in that situation, and it will surpass your understanding. And it will guard your heart. It will guard your mind because we're in Christ Jesus, the one who is over life and death. Our stomach growls. Our fit. He's over everything. You can't buy this peace. You can't earn this peace but Jesus is willing to give this peace. So the natural question is, so what do I do? It's, it's, a, it's a daily bread and it's a daily surrender. To live this passage, to be filled with worry, to be filled with so much going on in us, we're gonna pray. And it's not a we. Let's, let's be honest, friend. It's a, it's an I thing in these moments. Yes, we need each other. Yes, we're never alone. But it's don't worry about anything but in everything through prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Present your request to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And it's a plural, but it's an individual. I need God to handle my worries today. And you know the song, and this is where we escape. But I think it's a good one because it helps us uh, kind of forget the cares of the day, and it's, you know, don't worry. Be happy. Worry, be happy now. You know, and it kind of, like, oh, that's cool. Puts it all in perspective. Thanks. Don't worry, be happy. But what God's providing is something superior than that. And, and, and maybe you've heard this. If you pray or if you worry, don't pray. And if you pray, don't worry. No, no, no. Prayer is in the midst of worry. I don't understand. I'm struggling. I'm going to journal this down. I have anger today. The best leaders I've seen that have helped shape and form my life are not leaders without pain and without hurt. The stage is not how they're made. It's that they're willing to go back into the cave and deal what's going on inside of them and go back to this Matthew 6 perspective to say, okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. And to further cement this before we begin to do this, to close service today, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 is super helpful for us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him and he will make straight your path. So there seems to be something, if I'm anchored to Jesus and I'm seeking him first and, 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 I'm, and I'm connected with God and his spirit is here, the good news to save all of mankind, absolutely. And, and, and once I respond to that good news, here I am, I'm in with Jesus through the highs and the lows, through the fights, through the times we're misunderstood, through what's going on at our job and in our country and in our home and, and it's hard, it, it, but, but I can't rely on my own understanding. I'm gonna trust him. And then as I trust him, he has a way past my understanding to make straight my path. This is why there's no quick fix. There's no microwave solution to Jesus. And when I'm not feeling good and I check into the 
doctor's office or whatever, the only thing I want is comfort. Give me the pill. You mean, what, is there a shot? Is there an extra? You, you want me to take Tylenol? Is there something more, right? Because I don't, I, don't, I don't want it in that moment. We don't. But with Jesus, it's deeper than that. It's, it's enduring. It's long. It's letting him deal with these troubles daily, 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 daily. So the antidote is really found in verse 33. It's, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. This is neat. Your kingdom, God's. My righteousness, God's. And it says all these things will be provided for you. But our expectation matters because we're like, God, you provided clothes for me, but I wanted that clothes. No, that's not how this works. And what we have is a kingdom that is so rich from within. Oh, my wife gets this at a high, high level because um, there's some times I want, I like nice things, y'all. But out of discipline, I, I live as a minimalist because one, the scriptures I read, dude, let go. And I've lived enough to know that if there's a $100 steak, you go eat a $200 steak. If there's a nice car, there's a nicer car. If there's a good night out, there's more thrills, right? It, it, it's just how far are you going to chase it? So the beauty is in the discipline to, to practice delayed gratification. You know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to wait to get that again. So here I am practicing this, and I'll go sometimes to Chris. I'll be like, yeah, but I'd really like this, this, this. Or sometimes I'll get on a kick, and I can't turn it off. So um, I'll be like, if we, because we're going to do it, we're going to do it right. So I'd rather just not do it. And she goes, we're the richest people in the world. She said this to me the other day. We're the richest people in the world. I'm like, tell me more. We got our marriage. We got our kids. We got, you know, Jesus. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. But she can tell me with words. And it was good to invite me in. But then I had to take those cares to God. And I do all the time. And it's, it's a spectrum. Sometimes it's higher and lower. and Right? Just like you. We're in it. So the question is, how do I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Let's put this... Let's put this into play. Let's put it into motion. How do I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness? Next slide. I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yeah, but how? I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Through his word? Yeah. Through his community? Absolutely but it's a choice that's not assume that we're actually doing it. I have to seek first daily. Some of the things we're complaining about, we've never even talked to God about. So the, the best thing we could do to equip each other throughout life is to invite us into the wrestle with Jesus. I was listening to a podcast with John Mark Comer, and he said that maybe the, the Christian walk or following Jesus could be summed up in one word, struggle. And that stuck, stood out to me the last couple of weeks, struggle. It's like, wow. That speaks to me because there's, from kind of the, the language or slang I would use is, if you know the struggle, if you come from the struggle, you get it. And then that following Jesus could be a struggle. Now, not, oh, it's 
so, no, but it's okay. It starts to liberate then. If I have someone who's struggling with me, who helps me get peace that's past my today, then now it starts to give a whole new perspective that I can trust God and I can seek him first. Some questions that we might ask in these moments are, is what I'm doing for God, is it for his kingdom? Does it represent forgiveness and love and joy and peace? Is it enduring? Is it a kingdom of justice? Does it stick up for people? Does it be willing to put our reputation and our actions out there? Have skin in the game. Do I need God or can I just do it in myself? So own ability. Is what I'm doing building God's people? And what I'm doing, does it benefit all people? I got to stay curious to want to see people the right way. Because people will hurt us, and we will hurt people. When we remember God cares about people, if I start with him, I get his perspective for everyone around me. So it's vertical, how high can you jump with God, unlimited, but it's horizontal, we're connected with people. So where would we go today? Will you, um, if you have a phone, pull it out. If you have uh, something to write with, pull it out. Take a minute so you can type it up. You can humor me and just act like it. And if you don't want to, you can stare at me in the crowd. It's fine. I know how this goes. <laughs> we won't always understand when someone's going through pain. So we got to be slower to speak. Like Job's friends, they spoke so quick. We don't know the end of the story. So we, let's get a little slower with others. And let's make this personal today with ourselves. So what I would love is that this is not about someone else needs this message. Oh, I wish somebody could hear this. We all think that sometimes. Oh, that'd be a good one to send to my cousin. If they were only here. Read more of Jesus, the kingdom. He says, if you notice an issue with somebody else, first take out the log in your own eye, then take out the speck. And then if you catch somebody and send gently restore them, another passage talks about, lest you fall. Gently. Restore means bring one back to its original order with God. So that's a process. So it always comes with extreme ownership. And extreme ownership is me saying, okay, what is my fault with God or each other? Even if it's, let's say, 10%, I'm going to own 100% of my 10%. This is not easy. But this is the master class with Jesus, and he's teaching us. So in this, we're going to list, we just list maybe a top five your cares and worries today, frustrations, anger. You and God, no one else needs to see. What are they? Worship team, if you guys come up front and maybe help the feels of the room. I felt like the Lord was like, well, you too, Jerome. I'm like, oh yeah, let me write some things.
these lists are our requests to God. And as we petition him, we thank God for who he is. He doesn't have to answer any prayers. He's worthy of all praise regardless. And the work Jesus did on the cross is more than enough forever. But God is loving and he cares about his children deeply. And he wants to be our provider for this list. He wants to be our source, our joy. you look at your list and think about your list there's things as you say I, I, I can't do this that's what we're saying in my understanding I can't handle number one on my list I can't I can't do that first Peter 5 6 through 8 it says humble yourselves that's what we're doing right now we're choosing to humble ourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God so that he may exalt you at the proper time, not us. Casting all of your cares on him because he cares about you. Be sober-minded, be alert. Your adversary, the devil, is prowling around like a roaring lion, looking for anyone he can devour. And sober there would be far more than somebody who's not under the influence. It would be to be aware in any setting at any time. I recently had a, a ear surgery that improved my hearing. And I have noticed in the mornings birds chirping. Not only because it's spring, but because I can hear more. And in the calmest way, it reminds me that God's got it all under control. Things I couldn't hear before. My perspective was limited. But it had a way even today of slowing me down to say, what, what, whatever you're thinking about today, I got this. Look at the flowers. I clothed them. Look at Solomon. I got this. So I can seek God first today. I got this. How can I trust Jesus to exchange my worries for peace. Well, I'm humbling myself today. You're humbling yourself today. That's what we're doing. And it's in the spirit of, it's, it's the spirit of a child. Matthew 18, three through five says, truly I tell you, he said, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself like this child, this is one of the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes one child like this in my name welcomes me. And the, the, the primary context is children are marginalized in that society and they, they are unable to add value in the marketplace or even to defend for war. So they're 
they're lower tier, they're less than that. So they can't get in an esteemed position. So Jesus is taking all of the outcasts and he's saying, in me, no, you're in. And, and to be in with Jesus is to associate yourself as somebody who can't get inside, but Jesus has come from the inside to go to the outside. And in Christ, now I can be inside. So that is the primary role of that text. But to just take the illustration to, as a child for a moment, and I don't think that's by chance because a child, they don't have to understand everything they experience and they'll tell you and you will decide how and when they get what they want or need, but they're dependent on others. We get to a place in life where that's why Jesus has to teach us. We can't solve what's going on the inside, the spectrum of the day-to-day. In one moment, I feel this way. In another moment, I feel this way. We have to experience past the human understanding to say, God, I need you to do this. And once you experience it, there's not a word I can say, but you'll know God for yourself. Right? Today, I was listening to the Headspace app, and they said, they said, uh, they used a story. They said, meditation is like a famous and I used the, okay, this might sound glamorous. Man, he's meditating and he's, dude, I used the, I was the short, it's, there could be three, I think five, 10, 15, 20. And I, I was on three minutes. That's what I did today. That's what I've been doing, three minutes. Just give me something, right? It's not always pretty, but it's helping rewire me to not move on quicker. And what it said in it was, there's this famous story where the person's with his dog and he's saying to the dog, look at the moon, look at the moon, look at it, just look at it, look at the moon, look at it, look at it, look at it. And the dog won't look and he's like, no, look at the moon, look at the moon, because the person's experiencing the moon and the dog's just going about whatever. And we're sitting here trying to force Jesus on other people's. We can't borrow faith, we can't learn it. There's not a word that it can describe that taking our anxieties, taking our cares, taking our worries and giving them to God. And what God will do is give us peace that surpasses all understanding. So we can look at it for days, but we got to do it. This means we got to carve out some time. I have to go to the park. I've had to get some pro tips over the years. I remember seeing a pastor. They were dealing with some anxiety at the table. And I was like, bro, man, I get it. Like, what's up? What's up? He was like, one, man, we all go through it. If you need medication for a season or whatever, try whatever. And I was like, word. He goes, but did you know about, I'm not going to say the park because it's gotten a little busy. I'm not going to tell you about it. But he goes, there's this little tiny park and it's a slice of heaven. And uh, if you go there, fine, it's Creco Park. It's off, it's off Mount Hope, all right? If you go there, it's, you can walk the trails, and it's really cool. And he goes, just go there for about two hours and start walking that thing. You know what happened after about two, three, four hours sometimes? Something changed. And yes, I have to say sorry for the one time I didn't check my phone for three hours, and Crystal's like, where are you at? <laughs> sorry, because I just realized it was just more pain was coming out of me. More anxiety was coming out of me. More stress was coming out of me. More worry was coming out of me. But something was happening on that trails as I just would notice that God is here and God is still present and it was pushing past my understanding and it was giving me peace, guys. Please, words can't do this justice. So here it is. What is Jesus? It's Isaiah 9. For a child will be born. A son, a child, will be given to us and the government will be on his shoulders. Who are you voting for? I'm voting for Jesus. I don't know if I can write him in the ballot. You can, by all means, vote still. But Jesus, he will be named Wonderful Counselor, 
almighty God, eternal Father, and Prince of what? Prince of what? Prince of what? Peace. And here was the last thought they left me in the headspace before I went on my day. It said, words are no replacement for the experience of meditation. At their very best, they can only motivate, inspire, or point to the way. Today, at the very best, words could only hope to motivate, inspire, or point to the real way, Jesus. First, if you don't know Jesus as like Lord and Savior, simple. God, I believe you're the way. Take my sin, forgive me. Make me brand new. Come born again, get baptized. But for the majority of us, we're in Jesus. We need to trust Jesus in the daily struggle, in the day-to-day, -day, the cares of this world, and lay it all down. You heard it at the beginning. We get to hear it at the end. We got nine minutes. God is a God of order. And all the kids workers said, amen. Let's lay it down, that list. Let's see what God does today, past our understanding. Thanks for listening to the City Life Lansing podcast. Loving you and loving the city one life at a time. To get connected, learn more, and invest financially, go to citylifelansing.com.